Matt Wyatt, John. It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. Knock him out, John. Whoa! This thing's killing me. Knock him out, John. That's exactly right. I love that, Bill. Bill, I love hearing from Jerry Clower. Me too. God rest his soul. Hey, Bill, have you ever you ever been down there to like the Jerry Clower Museum? Uh, no, sir, I have not. You know, they have one. Um, and it's uh, down Liberty. Yeah, uh huh. Down it's you know, Route Four Liberty. Now is it? Now how do you pronounce this? Is it, is it Amit County? Amit County. Yeah. East Fork. East Fork. Remember East Fork Consolidated High School? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's close Marzell, to Udale. That's it. All the all the Leadbetters. Yeah, it, and the so the museum is close to. Liberty. It's my understanding that you, you make an appointment to go see those things, and it's run by his daughter. Yeah. Um, doggone it, I'm going. Dead gum it. I've been threatening <laughs> to go to that thing for years since Neil yeah, Neil Price went and did it, and then told me all about it, and I got real jealous. <laughs> and so I, I'm I'm going. We even had a nice gentleman who's a and uh, descendant and relative of. Mr. Clower, who reached out to me at one point and said, hey, I'll help you. And then I lost touch and didn't go. And shoot, I got to go to the Jerry Clower Museum, just eight miles east of Liberty, Mississippi. I'm going to do it. All right, back in here, hour number two. I'm Matt. He's Bill. We're here, but we're having a show because you're here. Thank goodness you're here. We got a show. So uh, if you're tuning in, grab a chair, pull up to the table with us, and jump on into conversation. Whatever you want to talk about is fine with us. And uh, there's a couple of ways to do that. You can text me on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. 885-ESPN. Just text that number. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN, or 885-3776. And I'll see your text. And I may read it on the air, like this one from Resdog. Resdog says, I'm with Joey. I'm a Packers fan, and I hope they take Burks and Dean. Traylon Burks, Arkansas receiver. And the Kobe Dean, Georgia linebacker. That'd be two good ones right there. I really like Burks. I think Burks is maybe, you know, and to go prove it, they have to stay healthy. But I think, in my opinion, maybe one of the most underrated prospects in this whole draft. You just watch and see. And I'm I'm not an Arkansas fan. I'm just telling you what I see. But text me. You can also call me today. Like Joey, we get to hear your voice on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059, 601-995-1059. Here we are, just hours before the start of the NFL draft. It's going to happen in about, oh, six to seven hours from right now. Round one will begin. And we don't have a trade yet, uh, today, on draft day anyway. But we do have some news from the NFL. I just got through going through those mock drafts in the first round from Kuyper and McShay, and they both agreed that at number five, the New York Giants are going to pick Charles Cross, offensive tackle, Mississippi State. Now, keep in mind the Giants have the number five pick and they have the number seven pick. And now this news today, just hours before the draft, 
I'm gonna milk it. Hang on, I'm milking it. The New York Giants have elected to decline the fifth-year option on quarterback Daniel Jones' rookie contract, a source tells ESPN. It would have guaranteed him $22.3 million next season. They did, however, pick up the fifth-year option on the rookie contract of defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence. He was their 17th overall pick there uh, in 2019. Daniel Jones is 24 years old. He was the 6th overall pick in that 2019 draft out of Duke. But while the Giants still think he can be their quarterback into the future, it says here. He hasn't yet shown it consistently on the field. He's missed games because of injury each of his first three professional seasons and has thrown just 21 touchdown passes combined in the past two seasons. That is not good. So the Giants declined his fifth-year option. Well, yeah, we kind of believe you might be the quarterback of the future, but I'm not picking up that option, and I'm therefore not paying you $22 million next year, you know, this coming season. What does that potentially mean? Now, my question is, now come to the phone. Is that an indicator that the New York Giants have two top ten picks, a five and a seven, and they may shake the whole thing up, the whole thing, and take a quarterback that high with one of those picks to replace Daniel Jones. Or is this just to file away? Jones is still going to be their starter this coming season. They don't draft a quarterback. They draft other pieces of the puzzle, and they look to next year's draft Meaning in 2023, it's Daniel Jones and whoever else, but in 2024, it's a rookie first-rounder starting for the New York Giants. Is that what they're going to do now? Is that what this is laying the groundwork to do? I'd love to know your opinions on that. Thanks for the heads up on that, B-Dog 2, on the Country Pleasing text line. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right. Over to the phone on line one. we got Dog 75. Thanks for hanging on, Dog 75. What's up? All this draft stuff is well and good. Are we going to get a scouting report on Missouri, or have you already done that? I have not already done that. Dog 75, let me add, I, I want your honest opinion because I'll take criticism very well. Are you, You've done this to me a couple of times, uh, either in back-to-back weeks or close. Are you angry with me that at this point I'm talking about something else other than State's baseball opponent, or are you just suggesting I do it? Both. Okay. Well, I appreciate the phone call. <laughs> Thank you. I'll uh I one of these days I may hire Dog 75 as my producer so that he can tell me what I ought to be talking about on the radio show. I do appreciate the phone call. But I will say if if we're talking about something else and you would like to talk about Missouri baseball Bring a uh, bring something here to your phone call other than a question. That's all I'm saying. Because the easiest thing in the world to do is call me and go, hey, Matt, I know you're right in the middle of NFL draft stuff, and today is the first round, and we're going to have local kids drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. But are you going to talk about so-and-so? Click. I mean, that's effectively what we're doing. You know, bring something. Bring me the info. We'll talk about it. I don't know. i got to get rid of my pride. I got too much pride. 
in a bad way. I don't like some old guy calling me up, telling me, <laughs> interrupting my NFL flow, telling me he wants a full scouting report of Missouri. You think NFL draft stuff puts people to sleep? Do 30 minutes of Missouri baseball talk. We'll have to send, you know, uh, a tow truck out to the highway to pick up all the cars that wrecked because people fell asleep. <laughs> all right, shut up, Matt. Be quiet, man. Go! Go! With the home team. And look, I'm going to be honest with you. It ain't like State's having a great year. They're not in the hosting conversation, nor will they be. And I'm just as much a State baseball fan as anybody. I'll be following it. I hope they get in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to follow them, do my show in Hoover, all that kind of stuff. But is that what we want on a Thursday? You mad at me because I hadn't spent 30 minutes previewing the Mississippi State-Missouri baseball series? Back to the bigger story here. You got a kid from Laurel, Mississippi, who's going to be a first-round pick. He's projected to go in the top five tonight at number five in the NFL draft to the Giants. A couple, well, I'll say projected. A couple of... Um, you know, mock drafts that agree that he's going to go at number five of the Giants. But they have the seven pick, too. And you just wonder, are they thinking something else? Are they going to shake this up? Are we really going to see Cross go at five? Maybe we do. They still have the seventh. Would they use Would they use a pick there for a quarterback? I, I You know, in this one. And this is one of those drafts where all the quarterbacks are, you know, not rated very high. I think this is more likely a deal where it doesn't pertain to this year's draft. They're not picking up the option on Daniel Jones. It likely means he's not the long-term quarterback for the Giants. He probably starts this next year, but then he's somewhere else the next year. So it probably means they draft the pieces they want to draft this year, if it's Charles Cross at tackle and whoever else at number seven, and are looking potentially the next year's draft for a quarterback for the New York Giants. Top prospects, like uh, you can find any number of uh, different lists of quarterbacks and stuff out there. Here, here's one for next year. You're talking about guys that are going to be in college football this year that could be a part of next year's draft. Steelers Wire. This would be uh, Steelers fans. They got a list over here uh, on their website. C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. Bryce Young, Alabama. Sam Hartman, Wake Forest. Anthony Richardson, Florida. Hmm. Will Rogers, Mississippi State. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. Not familiar. Spencer Rattler, South Carolina. You know, you're all the way seven deep in next year's quarterback class with a name like Spencer Rattler. Uh, Jerkovich, the kid from Boston College, who's really good. They got Hendon Hooker as a potential prospect. I don't know about that, but Jaron Hall, the kid at BYU. Yeah, I think he's a legit prospect, too. So, the quarterback class next year is deeper than it is this year. And uh, some new names will emerge. I bet that's what the Giants are doing. They're just laying the groundwork for that. If Daniel Jones wants to be the long-term quarterback for the Giants, he's going to have to play really well this year, knowing the team did not pick up his option on his rookie contract. And, and on that news, I did see today where Jeffrey Simmons, 
out of state and uh, Knoxville County. The Titans picked up his fifth-year option, so he's going to be around, make a lot of money. The uh, who are they, Bill? What's the mascot again for Washington? The Washington C- Commanders. What are they? Commanders. Commanders. Yeah, commanders. I, could, I was trying to. I don't know there. what the mascot is. <laughs> what is a commander? Uh, the Washington Commanders, formerly the Washington Football Team, picked up the fifth-year rookie option of Montez Sweat. So he'll be there another year and make a bunch of guaranteed money and probably play there for a long time. So, uh, yeah, thought I'd, I'd just pass that along to you. Okay, so what about that, though? On that list, what about th- – there's a, a an NFL team <clears throat> sort of like media website there. Steelers, they're looking at next year's prospects – and they've got Will Rogers in that list with guys like Stroud out of Ohio State and Bryce Young out of Alabama. I think Young will probably be at the top of everybody's list before it's all said and done. But they got Will Rogers in that list pretty highly. I tweeted out this earlier today. I just had it on my brain. I, I did some interviews on other radio shows yesterday. And, you know, there's a question or two about offense and about Will Rogers. I was thinking about it this morning. And I look at it, and last year, was Will Rogers' first year as the full-time starting quarterback. It was his first year as a full-time starting quarterback at Mississippi State. First time to be the full-time starting quarterback for Mike Leach. He happened to do it as a true sophomore because the year before he was the first true freshman to ever play for Mike Leach at quarterback. But he didn't start the whole year. You know, it was in and out sort of thing. Took over halfway because of an injury to the other guy. COVID year, all that. And I looked at it, so I tweeted this, and I really believe it. Will Rogers completed 74%, 4,700 plus yards. So he was less than 300 yards away from 5,000 yards passing last year. 74%, 36 touchdowns to nine interceptions. And I tweeted, he's one of the most underrated players in the country heading into 2022. And you better look out. I think he is one of the more underrated prospects. Now, there were some responses. And what you get with an air raid quarterback, everybody always says, well, is it the system or is it the player? And there were a couple of those responses there, too, to that. But to that, I would say, because I've watched him all year long. I saw him get better. And he got a long, he, he's got a lot of room for improvement, obviously. He can grow up. You know, physically, he can get better, all that. But but numbers-wise, that's really good. That's really good. And really, in any offense, to have that kind of touchdown to interception, to throw it that much, and the completions are that high, but the interceptions are that low. That's really good. And people can say system quarterback, but even in that system, that's really good numbers. But to me, it's even more impressive when you consider it was his first year to be the full-time starter. Um, I, I think I think he's very underrated. Now we got to see him play this year and see what. And the numbers are going to be there in that offense. Passing yards and stuff are going to be there. And you you have to kind of weigh that in when you're looking at from from a prospect perspective. But my question would be, and I haven't gone and looked it up. If you were to go back and look at all the quarterbacks who played. 
for Mike Leach in that offense over the years and put up big numbers. And many of them have gotten a shot in the NFL because of that. What about their first year as the full-time starter? Go find the guys at Texas Tech and then at Washington State in their first year as a full-time starter at QB, what were their numbers compared to Will? I would almost bet, I'd be willing to bet without even looking at it, that his are better. His numbers last year as a first year as a full-time starter were better than just about all those others. I would be willing to bet. I bet his completion percentage was higher. I bet his yards were higher. And I bet the touchdown interception is better. There may have been some guys that had a few more TDs, but I guarantee they have more picks. I, I say guarantee because I, I haven't looked it up. Maybe you look it up and say, oh, boy, Matt's wrong. But I have a hard time believing I'd be wrong about that. When you consider first year to run out there and the whole offense is yours. Because, you know, you go to the year before 2020, it's a COVID year. Will wasn't even available to the team the first two weeks of the of that season because of a what? Illness. He gets back. Costello's the starter. And then halfway through that season, they're at Alabama. Costello's still playing, not playing well. He takes a shot to the head. He's got a concussion. He's wobbly. And they run freshman Will Rogers out there for the rest of the year. And so, you know, I... And he became the first true freshman to ever start games at quarterback for Mike Leach out of pure necessity. So I think, um, I think you got to consider those things. And, and what you see, you don't have to watch much of the scrimmages to see Will in, in definite command of the offense. Making checks, moving people around getting into good plays, which is the whole part of playing that position, not just throwing a ball to somebody. Uh, the numbers are going to be there, I know. If you have time, though, go look it up. <laughs> Maybe I should have done it before we got on to the subject, but I, I just out of curiosity. I would bet you go find the, the guys at Texas Tech, the guys at Washington State, when they were in their first year as the full-time guy. You, you may be hard-pressed to find one in that situation that was better than Will was last year, all things considered. I mean, what did he need? He needed 250 yards to hit 5,000. He's at 74%, not 64. 36 and 9. And doing that against an SEC schedule. And your Power 5 non-conference was NC State, who was a really good team. Beat Clemson, got a first-rounder. <clears throat> I'm impressed with it. I, I would, I just would be curious to know how it compares. Okay, uh, country please and text line. Dog tired in Florence says, um, Matt. The Bible says pride comes before the downfall. Don't be prideful. LOL. <laughs> he threw an LOL on there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know what it says about pride. And I used to just have it. At least now I know that I have too much of it, <laughs> right? Because I've read the Bible. Not all of it. I got to read the whole thing. Uh, Res Dog texts the show and he says, Baseball season is cooked. He says, I like the draft talk. Yeah, I know. I was just picking on Dog 75. It's the second time Dog 75 in a couple of, I think it might have been the week of LSU. It was like that Wednesday or Thursday. We were talking about something else. And he called and he said, Are we going to get a preview of LSU baseball? 
<laughs> In other words, dadgum, Matt, you're talking about something I don't want to hear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jonathan texts the show, Country Please and Text Line. He says, yeah, the draft is tonight, but I was looking at the Missouri bullpen, ERA, and then he put in parentheses, Snoopy laugh. <laughs> no Snoopy, man. He gets me every time. <laughs> what about this guy? <laughs> uh, that boy says, Will Rogers' noodle arm throws would concern me. <laughs> yeah, he noodle armed his way to 74%. Almost 5,000 yards, 36 touchdowns, and nine interceptions in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Right. Noodle armed is a way to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and I both, that boy, wish we had a noodle arm like that. Uh, Mr. King said, the draft is the big topic of the day, and I appreciate your draft takes and information. I'm enjoying the break from baseball. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't pretty right now. Okay, it's not pretty. Now, sometimes things that are beautiful aren't pretty and vice versa, right? Because it's not over yet. And if they go on a run here and sweep Missouri on the road, we'll be talking baseball on Monday, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And then, who knows? It could get beautiful real quick. They just got to go on a run. Still remains to be seen. All right. I'm Matt, rolling along with you here in hour number two in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. Do you have any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. Hi, back with you. And my friend, the unnamed texture. Y'all, y'all have heard of him, right? <laughs> My friend, the unnamed texter, got me started here looking this stuff up. And, uh, well, let me just say it like this. It's easy enough to look back at some of these stats. And since I brought it up, I just thought I'd do a comparison. I want to see how Will Rogers' season last year at State, his First year as the full-time starting quarterback for Mike Leach in that offense. Okay, Rupert. Rupert is the aforementioned unnamed texter, and you will now go into the system as Rupert. So, Rupert, when you text the show, we will know that it's Rupert. Is that your real name or an assumed name? Doesn't matter. We got you in there. You're Rupert now. And He's I wanted to his escape. Do what now? He's planning his escape. <laughs> Rupert Holmes. <laughs> You're right, Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. Yeah, and we're, I'm going to see how it compares Will's first year as a full-time starter in the Air Raid to these other guys. First year as full-time starter in the Air Raid. I looked up a couple based on what he sent me. He sent me Graham Harrell stats. He sent me Gardner Minshew stats, and it looks like Will did have a better year than those in the first year. But what I couldn't – I needed to go back and do just a little bit of a closer look on Gardner because you look up his college stats and they, they're, they're at more than one school. And I just want to make sure I get the, the places correct 
on that. First, though, since we have plenty of time, I'm jumping over to the phone line again. More Bully on line one of the Divinity Equipment phone line. Hey, More Bully, what's up? How you doing, my friend? Just right. Thanks for calling. I figured you were. Hey, uh, quick question before I get into the other stuff. Are, is state Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, same thing for Ole okay. Miss at Arkansas, too. Yep. I have I have lived down the street from an Arkansas buddy. We're going we're gonna to hang out Saturday and hopefully see some good stuff happening. There you go. Um, there you go. We'll find out. Hey, man, I, I just was hearing that commercial for uh, that casino, mm. and uh, I have a question. Okay. They had a they had a chicken goblin in there because they're talking about eggs and the extravaganza. <laughs> Ma'am, why do we have an Easter bunny but not an Easter chicken? Why do exactly? What's the deal with the bunny? Bunnies don't <laughs> lay eggs. No, I want an Easter chicken. You're exactly right. Can we get right. Bill to dress up as an Easter chicken next year? Well, I would. I haven't. <laughs> Or chicken hawk. I haven't asked. Yeah, chicken uh, hawk. Chicken hawk. We, get chicken. we just need a bigger suit for chicken hawk than we do for Bill. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I wouldn't say that, you know, the whole thing, the, the whole million-dollar man thing, everybody has a price. I would just say, yeah. you know, in regards to Bill, just make him an offer. <laughs> we, yeah. We, we get my, yeah. Show my me the buddy. cash. Maybe, <laughs> show maybe, me the uh, Maybe Reddy Double Wide Teddy would dress up in a chicken suit, have, mm. get into a wing eating contest, <laughs> get, get get wings top to sponsored or something. Oh yeah, he, he you know, may, it's a big it's a big weekend. Are you making it down or not? No, I won't make it down there for that. Are you going to watch him? Yeah, man, yeah. I'll be there. Me and my wife are going. Well, I want some pictures uh, and I want a full report next week. You got it, Reddy Teddy, aka Double Wide, defending his crawfish eating championship, in, for which he bought a belt from Pakistan. You told me, <laughs> and here's what I was going to say, more bully. You asked if we could get, you know, Double Wide, aka Reddy Teddy, to dress up like a chicken. I was going to say I've seen the videos he sent me, and I know they don't make very many chicken suits his size. <laughs> so he may have to do like he did with that belt and have it custom made yeah. overseas. Yeah. You know, he probably, I, I wonder where he got the robe from. I hadn't asked it yet. I'll ask weekend. That robe is fantastic. Somebody is scared of Reddy Teddy. Really? And they're trying to throw some sabotage on him. What? Because he told me that the, 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 the event started at 4 o'clock. Well, my wife wanted to know, was there anything going on beforehand? And I looked it up. Well, the contest starts at 3. Wait a minute. So they tried so, to make him late? Oh, they're putting some sabotage on him. Somebody tried yep. to get ready Teddy to show up yep. at the wrong right time so he would miss the competition. Yep. Somebody's scared, man. They're running. Running scared. Hey, let me just right. say this, more bullet. Let me just say this. Everybody that you see running... They're running from something. <laughs> okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, I was going to. It wasn't you, it was Jake, because somebody told him that if he wanted to see a comet just to look up, mm -hmm. 
I was going to tell him if he needed to find his feet just to look down. <laughs> because that was some really stellar advice they gave me. <laughs> hey, will you do some research for me? Yeah, maybe. Will, will, will you look up how many runners we've left in scoring position, how that ranks in the SEC, and how many runs have we scored, and where does that rank in the SEC? <laughs> okay. Uh, I can. I'll see if I can find some of that. Sure enough, okay. it, it should be yeah. as easy as one or two clicks to get over to the conference statistics for baseball. And my yeah. hope, my hope in putting that effort forward more bully is that it would not only satisfy you, but it would satisfy Grumpy Old Dog seventy five who called me earlier. He was mad I wasn't doing a preview of Missouri baseball. I hope we don't need one personally. <laughs> wish we'll it were that, wish it were that much of a given, but unfortunately, it's not, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. I probably won't hire tomorrow. So have a great weekend. Bro. All right. See you. Thank you. Yeah. And speaking of tomorrow, I will not be here tomorrow again on a Friday. Uh, I will be involved uh, in the morning tomorrow watching. What else? See, I guess it'll be the second official performance of Shrek the Musical, in which my daughter Mary Liddy plays a role. And so... I or three. <laughs> right. A, a role or three. And so um, uh, that's where I will be uh, tomorrow. Okay, so let me see here. He wanted. I know I could find the stat for runs scored um, and how that would rank in the conference. Okay, here it is. More bully. Mississippi State has scored 306 runs this year. That is fifth in the SEC. Tennessee is one at 386. LSU two at 321. Ole Miss three at 313. Auburn is four at 311. And State is five at 306. You also have Arkansas has scored 304 runs. That's the only six SEC teams that have scored more than 300 runs uh, so far in the season. Now, in terms of you know, hitting with runners in scoring position, I don't know if that is one that is uh, accumulated by the Southeastern Conference overall stats and then sent out. Uh, in fact, I don't think it is. And so that's something I would have to actually spend some time adding it all up for you. So, <clears throat> but I got, hey, one out of two, right? One out of two, 50 50, batting 500. All right, I'm gonna, here's what we're going to do. In the last segment of this show, I'm going to compare Will Rogers' first year as a full-time starter numbers versus some of these other air raid quarterbacks. And I'm going to look up their stats. That boy texted and said, lots of Leach quarterbacks put up gaudy numbers. It's part of passing it almost every play. Have any of them had success in the NFL other than Minshew, who is still waiting on his opportunity? Yeah, success. I don't think any of them have gone to be Hall of Famers, but many of them have gotten opportunities in the NFL. So the names are, let's go back to his time as head coach at Texas Tech. Sixth-round draft pick, Cliff Kingsbury, was in New England in 03. Uh, played some for them, played for the Jets in 05. He's now the head coach of the Cardinals. 2003, B.J. Simmons was a seventh-round pick by the Texans. Never did play in an NFL game, but did get drafted. 2004, Sonny Cumbie 
Texas Tech. Undrafted free agent. Uh, did not play in the NFL. 2005, Cody Hodges, Texas Tech. Undrafted free agent, but didn't play in any games. 6, 7, and 8, Graham Harrell, a multi-year starter at Texas Tech. Undrafted free agent. Played in some games in the NFL for the Packers. Got into coaching after playing for the Packers, mostly as a backup. 2009, Taylor Potts, Texas Tech. Undrafted free agent, um, but didn't make it in the NFL. And then we go to Washington State, 2012, Jeff Toole. Uh, undrafted free agent, made it and played some for the Buffalo Bills. But I never was like a full-time starter for the Bills. And then in 13 and 14 at Washington State, Connor Halliday. Uh, he was he was undrafted and broke his ankle in NFL training camp. Then you had Luke Falk, who was a sixth round pick out of Washington State, started some games for the Jets. And then you got Gardner Minshew, who we know out of all these quarterbacks in terms of starting games in the NFL, Gardner Minshew has. Former Mike Leach quarterbacks has started more NFL games than the rest of them, it looks like to me. Yeah. So we'll we'll look up some of those and just see how it compares. Their first year as a full-time starter in the Leach compared to what Rodgers did this past year, which I think is pretty com- impressive, all things considered, and then doing it against an SEC schedule. We'll just see what that looks like. We'll do that when we come back. I'm Matt. Stick around. Are you ready? Brace yourself. Now back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Okay, I'm ready to throw some information your way. Here it is. First up, Ready Teddy, a.k.a. Double Wide, who will defend his crawfish uh, title this weekend in Jackson. The belt may have come from the Middle East, but the robe, the crawfish double-wide robe championship wrestler robe was made in Richland, Mississippi, right here in Richland. We just want to pass that along because it came through on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast and in Walmart. You can get it online, countrypleasing.com. And my friend Chase Thomas, who uh, has a big following, is a fantastic podcaster, lives in Knoxville, Tennessee, <clears throat> but uh, his his podcast, the Chase Thomas Podcast, very popular uh, across the country, sports guy, nice guy. And uh, he tweeted me, he is, if y'all want to see him, he is at Chase underscore Thomas, got the blue check mark beside his name. Uh, country please and made it to Knoxville. He sent me a picture. He said, let's see what this is all about. He bought some of the original smoked sausage Flavor, the original in Knoxville, Tennessee. Eat it up, Chase. Eat it up. You're going to love it. All right, here we go. Numbers can be hard on the radio. We're going to do the best we can. How do Will Rogers' numbers last year in his first year as a full-time starter for Mike Leach, how does numbers last year's first year compare to the first-year numbers of other quarterbacks who have played for Mike Leach in his system over the years? Well, first up is going to be 
Cliff Kingsbury, who, if I'm not mistaken here, What did he do? He played one year under, because, see, it's going to be tough because, yeah, he played, when did Mike Leach get the Texas Tech job, y'all? I'm going to figure it out. Hang on. I need to know which year it was his first year at Texas Tech. Was it 2000? Or was it 01? No? No, it was 2000. Okay, so 2000 was his first year. Okay, so that's the year that Cliff Kingsbury started for him, the year 2000. Okay, and, and so Kingsbury's number's nowhere near what Will Rogers did in his first year in the offense as a full-time starter. Just for reference, Rogers 74% over 4,700 yards, 36 touchdowns, 9 interceptions last year, first year as a full-time starter. There you go. Kingsbury's first-year full-time starter, not even close. Um, over 1,000 yards less. Touchdown to interception was 21-17. to 17, And only 62% completion. And actually threw it... Well, he didn't have quite as many attempts, but he was close. So his don't compare. So let's go to the next guy, B.J. Simmons. All right, B.J. Simmons, his first year as the full-time starter, he threw for as his first year as a full-time starter for Leach. He had a worse percentage, but he threw for more yards. He's over five thousand yards. He threw more touchdowns. You know, last so Will last year threw thirty-six touchdowns. B.J. Simmons' first year as a starter for Leach, he threw 52, but he also threw 22 interceptions. Will only threw nine. So the overall numbers are not necessarily better, but I would say for Simmons where it counts, you know, the yards and the touch, he threw 52 touchdowns, that's where it counts. So his were better. Simmons was better. By the way, is he still the all-time leader? All right, so then they went to Sonny Cumbie, his first year full-time starter. Completion percentage, 10 points less than Rodgers. Yards were basically the same. They're both a little over 4,700, but Will had a few more yards. And Cumbie was 32 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. 32 and 18, Will was 36 and 9, so Will's numbers were better in the first year. Cody Hodges in 2005, uh, his numbers aren't as good as Will. And his... One year as a full-time starter. His numbers aren't good. Completion percentage lower. Yards are lower. Touchdowns are lower. Interceptions are more. Uh, Taylor Potts at Texas Tech. What year was he? What was his first year? So his would have been early. Potts would have... Yeah. Okay, so his first year as a full-time starter, his numbers don't compare. In fact, even his second-year numbers as a full-time starter in that offense at Texas Tech don't compare to what Will Rogers did. Okay, so we've got one quarterback at Texas Tech who in his first year is the full-time starter for Mike Leach. His numbers were better than Will Rogers. The completion percentage wasn't. The interceptions were, he threw more than double the interceptions, but where it really matters, the touchdowns and the yards, uh, Simmons was better. 
All the rest of them, Will's got better numbers and had a better year in his first year as the full-time starter uh, in that system. So what about the Washington State guys? Let's pull those up. Yeah, Where are they? Here we go. All right, let's pull them up. We'll start with uh, Jeff Toole. First year as a full-time starter for Leach. Uh, it's not close. I mean, he never had a year that was really anywhere close. Jeff Toole didn't throw for over 3,000 yards. Will, in his first year as a starter, is a, he's 250 yards shy of 5,000. So that's not close. Connor Halliday, in his first year as the starter, that would have been his junior year, uh, it's close, but no cigar. Not as good as Will Rogers. Uh, Will was 15 points better in completion. Will threw for more yards, more touchdowns, and fewer interceptions. So Halliday, in his first year under Mike Leach at Washington State as a starter, went 62%, 4,500 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 22 picks. So another thing that jumps out at you, not many guys that have played for Leach in this system have produced the yards and the touchdowns while keeping those interception numbers as low as they as they have. So then you go at Washington State to Luke Falk. Luke Falk, in his first year as the full-time starter, he had a really good year, but still not quite 70%, just barely over 4,500 yards, not as many yards, but his touchdown to interception was really close. 38 touchdowns and eight interceptions. So it's, it's comparable. It's, you know, slightly better touchdown to interception, but not as many yards, not nearly the completions. And so it's a, you could compare that one. you got one guy that we've seen at, at Texas Tech, and now we've got one in his first year at um, Washington State as the starter was uh, Luke Falk, and it was close. And he was actually a three-year starter. But he still never had a year where he threw for as many yards as Will Rogers did last year. Okay, and then you have Gardner Minshew, who was the starter for one season for Mike Leach. That was 2018. And in that one year for Gardner, it is really, really close. Minshew in 18 was at 70%. 4,700-plus yards, just like Will Rogers. 38 touchdowns for Minshew. Will threw 36 last year. Nine interceptions that year for Minshew. Nine interceptions last year for Will. So, I mean, like, it is really, really close. In fact, of all these quarterbacks we've looked at now, and, and so with including Will, we're talking about three different schools, three different stops, Every one of them in their first year as the starter for Leach. Minshew and Will Rogers, the only times they've been over 70% completion. Minshew is at 70.7%. Will Rogers at 74% completions last year. So we got one guy at Texas Tech. That was B.J. Simmons who had a record-setting year, the one year that he was a full-time starter. His interceptions were, were way more, but he had, you know, he had almost, we well, had over 50 touchdowns. 
And then really you got, I mean, Falk at um, <clears throat> Washington State had his first year were similar, but not quite as good a numbers as what Will put up. And then Minshew is really similar. I mean, really similar. Minshew threw two more touchdowns than Will did. They had the same number of interceptions. They both were at 4,700 yards. And they're the only two guys to have a season as the full-time starter under Leach that are over 70% completions. Minshew was at 70, and Will was at 74. So, you know. And again, I do think it's fair to throw this in there and say (laughs) it's a little different to do it against a modern SEC schedule versus doing it um, in the good old Big 12 20 years ago. Close to it. Or in the Pac-12. So you're not going to find me sliding what Will Rogers did last year in his first year as a full-time starter. And if he takes another step this year, I'm just telling you, Look out. All right. Enjoyed it. Y'all have a great weekend. I'll be back on Monday. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody here in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, I'll see you Monday. See ya!